Welcome back to the Wise Man's Page. It's the daily podcast where we talk about a page of the Wise Man's Fear, one page at a time. And today's page is page 661. Vast for their branches to meet overhead. But for all I knew, we could just as easily be deep underground. Or perhaps the sky was black and empty in this portion of the Fae. It was a strangely unsettling thought. Subtle feeling of sleeping alertness was stronger here. If the rest of the Fae felt like it was sleeping, this place felt like it had stirred half a moment ago and hovered on the verge of waking. It was disconcerting. Hilarion gently pressed the flat of her hand against my chest, then a finger against my lips. I watched as she moved away from me, softly humming a little snatch of the song I had made for her. But even this piece of flattery couldn't distract me from the fact that I was in the center of the Fey realm, blind, stark naked, and without the slightest idea of what was going on. A handful of moths had landed on Felurian, resting on her wrist, hip, shoulder, and thigh. Watching them gave me a vague impression of her movements. If I had to guess, I would have said she was picking things out of the trees, from behind or beneath bushes or stones. A warm breeze sighed through the clearing, and I felt strangely comforted as it brushed my bare skin. After about ten minutes, Valerian came back and kissed me. She held something soft and warm in her arms. We walked back the way we had come. The moths gradually lost interest in us, leaving us with less and less of an impression of our surroundings. After what seemed like an interminable amount of time, I saw light filtering through a break in the trees ahead. It was only a faint starlight, but at that moment it seemed bright as a curtain of burning diamonds. I started to walk through it, but Felurian took hold of my arm to stop me. Without a word, she sat me down where the first faint beams of starlight lanced through the trees to touch the ground. Carefully, she stepped between the rays of starlight, avoiding them, as if they might burn her. When she stood in the center of them, she lowered herself to the ground and sat cross-legged facing me. She held whatever she had collected in her lap, but other than the fact that it was shapeless and dark, I could tell nothing about it. Then Florian reached out a hand, took hold of one of the thin beams of starlight, and pulled it toward the dark shape in her lap. I might have been more surprised if Valerian's manner hadn't been so casual. In the dim light, I saw her hands make a familiar motion. A second later, she reached out again, almost absent-mindedly, and grasped another narrow strand of starlight between her thumb and forefinger. She drew it in as easily as the first and manipulated it in the same way. Again, the motion struck me as familiar, but it was nothing I could press my finger to. And that's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. So I was wrong on the previous page when I suggested that the moths might be stars in some other form because the starlight is here. The starlight is here, but like I think there's something to that because where the moths are, there are no stars. So like mm. there might be something to the idea that she has like made them seem something else or shaped them into something else for a brief time. But it's like she's the starlight is the thread of the shade, right? It's yeah, like the darkness. The, the material is the shadow. Yeah, the full darkness is the material and the starlight is the thread. So But you know, like like we said yesterday, this is the one time when we don't have to solve this problem. Yeah, this, don't 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 It's just matter. magical and lovely and we can just bask in that. Mm-hmm. It does right. feel weird that there's a beam of starlight. Well, they that's why they've gone to the point where it's just poking through the trees. It's like when when there's like a thick cloud and a little bit of star breaks through, you get the so sun breaks through, you get the beam of sunlight. Yeah, I've definitely seen like a beam of sunlight and a beam of moonlight, but stars are so far away. Well, you live in the city, mm-hmm. and also you don't live in the Fey realm. That too. I was gonna say I've been to the forest and seen stars, and they don't make beams. <laughs> well, you just aren't looking at the right sort of stars. Either that, or the stars 
are well because all stars are suns right so or all suns are stars anyway my point being maybe the stars are closer than than we realize and therefore they are actually like suns makes sense yes it does not but (laughs) jeremy gets it (laughs) all right I mean, I think that the, 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 the no prize answer here is that because they're in Fey, there's starlight beams. Fine. Yeah, Reasonable. this is the one time when a wizard did it is appropriate. <laughs> well, because well, that feels like something straight out of myth, right? It's like Arachne having a, a, a sew-off with, with uh, or a weave-off with Athena. Like, it just feels completely storybook. And it's a great visual, too. There's a lot of great visuals in this sequence. Like, the other one that springs to mind for me is... The image of Felurian with the moths that have lighted on like her wrist, her hip, her shoulder, and her thigh, which is a very pretty picture, and it's also like kind of sensual and erotic in a in like not a prurient way, but just a, like I can picture her as like a Roman statue, like posing. Yeah, it feels Felurian. like a. It feels like it would be a really cool image to create using negative space yeah Yeah. and it strikes me as a really interesting exercise for a writer to write a scene in total darkness Mm -hmm. or near total darkness like this yeah i mean something that you know you get taught a lot in like writer 101 is to think with all five of your senses and try like to make your descriptions evocative to use i think we often default to sight especially because there's so much visual media in our cultural milieu that the, the thing that most often occurs to people i think is to describe what they're seeing so to think about, you know, the other four senses that are important to people and that, you know, inform our, you know, our, our place of ourselves in the world, like it's useful to, to like eliminate sight as part of the equation or reduce it so that you have to focus on the other stuff. So to train you to do that, they have you take your clothes off? Yeah, that's Oh, that's not right. this that's, again. That's why I write naked. Yeah, like Daredevil. That's right. Yeah. What? He swings around naked. What? Yeah. Think about it. All his sensor is like hyper enhanced. He can like feel air currents on his skin. Yeah, on his on his chode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the, on the... <laughs> didn't like that joke. <laughs> yeah, Famously, the... the most sensitive part of the skin on someone with a penis is like the scrote. Okay, but doesn't Daredevil wear like a, a red suit? Well, look, they have to print that because of standards and practices. But if you're reading between the panels, you know that Daredevil is free balling in. Reading between the panels. As he brachiates through the city of of, uh, New York. Yeah, that's why his iconic pose has his legs spread like that. Yeah. Yeah. What? He has an iconic pose? You know what? Never mind. Yeah, he's like swinging through the air, his feet, his his ankles near his knees. It's so his scrode can catch the currents. That's that's why his catchphrase is catch the current. The thing Daredevil says all the time, catch the current, bro, and then he mm. swings away on his yeah, toad like, skin. Like, when the radioactive Ew. waste hit him in the eyes and blinded him, he was gifted a sixth sense, which is his radar sense. It gives him kind of a 360 picture of his surroundings. But what the comics don't tell you, what Stanley intended, but what never made it onto the page, is that that sense is located in the You know the what? Stone. I would like a radar to find our way back to the page. Is that like the forest being stored in the balls? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh my god, stop. <laughs> like all good things. Okay, do we have any more notes on this page before you two tangent into that again? Just that I, the, the sexy, I think Jeremy touched on this, but like Florian sexiness is all-encompassing. Florian does everything with a great sense of sexiness. Mm-hmm. She, well, like, she can't help it, right? It's like part of her being. She's just constantly a dime. I feel like it'd be really entertaining to just hang out with someone who is constantly a dime. Well, I, 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 I think you know friend... with two of them right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
Okay, either that or, or also, it would a bunch be of your friends are, A bunch of your friends are super hot. Oh, yeah. No, I know. But, like, it's different. Yeah, Jeremy's gesturing to the two of us. Yes, yeah, I get yeah. it. I get it. You're both lovely. That wasn't my point. <laughs> wow. Well, what is your point, Jordana? Because you guys aren't, like... Like, okay, Florian just does it naturally. You guys, no offense, but you're putting effort into it a little bit. Uh, like you got wow. dre- you got dressed in the morning and you combed your hair. That's more effort than Florian's putting in. You know what? I'm... We're going to take this offline. We're going to have this discussion <laughs> off the air. Yeah. Hey, because... I very proudly reach into the drawer and p- wear whatever I grab. That's right. And I'm working it. You're still reaching into the drawer, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I don't have Daredevil power. If I did, I'd be nude. Mm-hmm. Listeners, you can be nude with us uh, on tomorrow's page. Um, the wind. wind. Catch the current, bro. <laughs> oh, my God.